Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 234. Wait. Wait. Go. Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a bone breaker. Strict plan into war. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live. Are you ready to rock? So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 234 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty. Joined, as always, Hollywood Mark Schwann. Mark, it's great to see your face. How you doing today? How's your week? <laughs> How is my week? Pretty crazy, man. Pretty crazy. You don't say. <laughs> so um, last week when I was on the show, remember I was talking how I was like in this horrible pain in my stomach? Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out my appendix was about to burst. Wow. Literally. The next morning after our show, after we recorded the show, I'd, I went to the hospital. I had to have emergency surgery to get my appendix removed. I had appendicitis. That's crazy. Uh, dude, it was it was totally crazy, man. I, I, I knew something was up. I, I just didn't realize how bad it was or like did it extend it. Even the doctor, ordered, when they said I had to have surgery, I was like, oh, cool. Like, uh, well, not necessarily cool. It's like, oh, wow. Uh, like, you know, yeah, when real cool. When are we scheduling this? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, today. I'm like, what? <laughs> today you stay. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, luckily, you know, I, I was under the best care over there at the, the hospital. Uh, fantastic nurses, doctors, uh, a surgeon, the, the, the staff. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better hospital to be at. So thankfully, it all went smooth. But it's been – recovery has been a little bit of a process. Now, how long does it take till you're fully recovered? Uh, should be like by next week or two, probably. I have a, I have to follow up with him this Thursday. Now, did you ever once think about like the show, like how cool it would have been if you did it on the show? Like you had to wait till the next morning. You couldn't do it that night, bro. Like that would been ratings gold. <laughs> ratings gold. You know, it probably would be ratings gold if I if I called in from the hospital. Yeah. Like, uh, so this is what they told. Because I was I was by myself, by the way. I, I couldn't have my wife there with That's me right. or, or anyone here with me. So like, uh, I'm I'm alone and uh, just contemplating all these different things that's going on. And so yeah, man, maybe maybe it would have been a saving grace to have the show from from the hospital. <laughs> wow, scary stuff, man. Uh, dude, it really was, man. I, I I really I still can't believe that happened. Can we like stay out of the hospitals for a while? I mean. Do- can we just get rid of it, please? Can we be normal and healthy for a while, please? Is either somebody I know is in the hospital Dude, or something? Right, like our our squad has been like, excuse me, one by one, we like taken out. Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking nuts, bro. It's fucking nuts. Well, I'm happy to see you uh, feeling better now. You know, you don't look better, but you're it sounds like sounds like, <laughs> sounds, sounds like you're feeling better. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, yeah, I mean, like honestly. Uh, it was a lot worse when I got out of the hospital, like as far as like how I was feeling, couldn't really walk on my own, uh, you know, couldn't really 
sit on my own, couldn't get up on my own. Like there was a, there was a lot of that going on and I'm a very independent person. So that was very frustrating, but uh, props to my wife, man, who's just been absolutely fantastic. Who's been there with me every step of the way, uh, just helping me out with everything I needed. And, uh, you know, also giving my, my space and understanding what I do need to try to be independent. So she's been incredible. She's an incredible woman, Mark. Say that all the time. You got to keep her there. Dude, she really is. <laughs> what she's doing with me, I have no idea. I ask you that all the time. You always give me dirty looks <laughs> when I ask you that, though, but it's fine. <laughs> how, how was your week, buddy? That was lovely, Mark. It was it was really, really lovely. Had a COVID scare in my, in my family. Thankfully, everything's negative. But for that brief 12 hours of have to quarantine for two weeks, I'm like, that sucks. So wait, you actually did have to quarantine for two weeks? or No, we had a quarantine <laughs> until my father got his results. Which were negative, but just thinking about like having the quarantine for two weeks, I still, oh, I still have shit I got to do in, in the outside world. So uh, thankfully, all that was for naught. We're fine, and uh, thank God, bro. Thank God. Thank God, man. It, it, it's scary out there right now, man. Like what? Just, uh, just the other day, we, we had what three thousand deaths in one day from COVID. Yeah, you see that sign, the meme going around, like the deadliest days in American history, the Galveston hurricane. Yeah, number no, two. I saw that is september 11th and then it's wednesday thursday friday so, yeah scary shit bro no it, it absolutely is man like this is something that we really can't take lightly i know a, a lot of us uh, we're going through COVID fatigue i hell i definitely i'm one of them uh but you know uh but just today as we're recording not too long ago the, uh, the fda did approve the vaccine for pfizer breaking news uh, which is huge news so you know we we are rounding the corner as they say officially i think uh but you know we're not at the finish line yet it's within sight so we just have to do what we have to do i think just for a little bit longer and uh and we'll get there together the lights at the end of the tunnel are coming that's right. Um, I went to see one of my doctors this week, the one who basically saved my life twice in the past six months. Asked him advice about the, the vaccine. He's all for it. Definitely do it when we can. Uh, the president of the United States didn't buy enough. So I don't know. I think we might not get more until June, they say. So I'm hoping that's not true. But uh, we're almost there, Mark. Yeah, I mean, the into the tunnel. I mean, we're almost there. Real, realistically, I mean, we're, we're not going to be really through this probably until midpoint in 2021. Uh, but you know, it's, it's just the fact that, you know, we have this hope when we didn't before we, we were nowhere close to it. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, th- these are just, these are just good things, uh, ahead for us. And, uh, also some good news this week was when I used to be like sad or depressed or having a bad day, I went to my safe space, Mark. What's your safe space? GameStop. Now it recently <laughs> closed last year by my job. So now I know. <laughs> I have no safe space anymore, right? I would go there, buy a game when I was into games. Not so much into games anymore. Okay. I would, I would go to get those little Funko Pop figures. The what? Those little Funko Pop Oh, the fig- Funko Pop. Okay. House is littered with them. Totally regret it. I have, nothing to do. I have no space for them anymore. But it's like it's that little gratification of what they call retail therapy. Okay. So this past weekend, I did some retail therapy for myself, bought a bunch of stuff for myself, played my Santa Claus to myself. So Christmas shopping for me is done. But I truly believe in retail. Once I got all my stuff, I feel like so much better. Retail therapy is really a thing, Mark. It's 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 really amazing. How do you suggest it? I I can't remember the last time I went through retail therapy. There there was a time when I used to spend money ridiculously on clothes for myself. Uh, you know, just going to these ridiculous shopping sprees in the mall. Uh, but you know, since I learned a little thing called budgeting, <laughs> what's that? Budgeting, uh, you know, it's actually helped me uh, keep my career afloat for as long as it has. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, dude, I, I haven't really indulged much into the whole yeah, I don't do therapy. it too often, but I uh, just did it for some reason last week, and uh, it just made you feel like a nice little boost of, I guess, endorphins or something. I'm like, oh, yay. Didn't last so long, Mark. Now I'm uh, hearing everybody in the hospital getting depressed again, but uh, time to go on Amazon, buy some more stuff. Just buy more shit. What's what's the, what's next on like the wish list? What, what what do you want that you haven't got yet? Nothing really. I got everything I didn't need. Um, I'm gonna start cooking for myself, Mark. I'm not, I don't cook, dude. Do it, man. Cooking's so fun. So I'm thinking about maybe getting one of those foreman grills. Okay, I mean that's a start. Yeah, I gotta start baby steps. So uh, baby steps, we'll figure it out. I gotta start maybe. I'm gonna try maybe shopping for other people for Christmas. Give that a shot first and see what happens. Then I'll go back to myself. But I think I'm done for this year. You know, I, I feel like I get so hard on myself because I feel like I know I'm not like the worst gift giver, but I feel like I could be better. Like I always want to score the home run with every person every year as like the best gift. Me too. I try my best. Sometimes it's impossible. A lot of people are impossible to shop for. Oh, they really are. So um, I got my friend when he moved into his house, a digital picture frame, loaded it with pictures of us, his family, his friends, his college studies, you know, loaded it up for him. Right. Never saw it at his house. I don't know what the fuck he did with it. I've never seen it once at his house. I'm like, oh, thanks, Dick. What a waste of time. No, um, I feel like at one point my brother was really hard to shop for because he he was a self-made millionaire, right? And, you know, anything he really wanted, he, got. he, he can get for himself. Yeah. And so I was like, what do I get for this fucker, you know? And like, but I was always, I was always challenged myself to think of like, all right, he's more of like a sentimental type. Yeah. I like on the low key. Like, what would he want that he won't think of? But when he sees it, he's like, oh my God, that's amazing. So I always get him like those gifts. Like there were like a couple of moments where he teared up or like, you could tell he's like, dude, holy shit, that's amazing. Like I was like, yes. Yeah, those are more fun. Yeah. When there's no monetary value attached to it, it's more like the sentimental thoughtfulness. Those are the ones I strive for, but sometimes it's fucking hard, Mark. It really is. It really is. Because you don't want the, like, the sentimental value. It could go either way. Like, it could be, like, bring back, like, real emotional memories where it's like, oh, my God, they're sobbing uncontrollably crying. Or you, you just want, like, a little teardrop. Oh, my God, that's yeah. so sweet. You know? Like, it, it's it's a fine line. I did a couple of years ago some family members. I found a bunch of old pictures. Mm-hmm. So I think it was one of the last Christmases with my grandmother. I got her a friend picture of me, her, and my brother when we were kids. And she goes, oh, my God, this is so adorable. She was so touched. But who's this woman in the middle? That's you, Grandma. Oh. <laughs> she'd, she'd recognize herself because that's how young she looked. But uh, sometimes it can backfire, Mark. But it was fun. Christmas is coming up, man. Two weeks away. It's fucking nuts. Dude, someone posted on Instagram that's two weeks away. I, I almost shit a brick. Yeah. Like, uh, and that's just not from the surgery. Like, yeah. it, it's... It's insane. Two weeks away. Like, it doesn't feel that way. I, I feel like I'm no. not in the Christmas spirit at all. And I don't think it's just a matter of being like, bah, humbug. I think it's just a matter of like, what's time? <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. And I don't think we're alone. It's just, I know people are trying to get into it. It's just hard this year. But we'll make the most of it, Mark. We got this. But trying. Uh, let's, uh, enough rambling on, Mark. This is a wrestling podcast. Let's uh, get into some news of this week. Hell yeah. Let's do it up. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Putty. So, WWE Chairman and CEO Vincent McMahon recently issued an edict where Otis, Keith Lee, Dabacato, Omos, and Mace were sent back to the WWE Performance Center for two classes per week. 
taught by Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak to help refine and improve their in-ring abilities. Uh, there's said to be no heat on anyone for this. Now, the internet wrestling community, they're fuming about this news, as I saw on Twitter, uh, especially with Keith Lee. Buddy, do you view this as a bad thing? No. I was giving some thought today. I uh, first thought it was a slap in the face. But then when I found out there's no heat, no, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Practice makes perfect. Uh, from what I learned about wrestlers, from what I know about them, they never are happy with their craft. They're always willing to train and get better and learn more. Especially these big guys. You know how Vince loves about these big men. Right. Dabo Kato's barely there. Uh, Mace, barely doing anything. And he's been away from entering action for quite a bit, you know, because he was trying to work on his commentary gig. I think, I agree with most people, Keith Lee is fantastic. I love watching Keith Lee in the ring. Uh, if you're going to send the class to get better, okay, fantastic. I don't think this is a yeah. slap, I don't think this is a slap in the face. I think this is, if there's, a, there's heat attached to this, they wouldn't be on my TV. They'd be getting punished. We wouldn't see them anymore. This is a vote of confidence. Vince wants the best out of these guys. He sees something in them. And uh, I think this is a smart move, actually. And uh, congratulations for them to be able to pull it off. No, exactly. If, if anything, I view this more as um, as an investment, yes. especially in someone like Keith Lee, because, you know, Keith Lee does have all the fundamentals to be a, a big star in WWE. But, you know, I I did notice, like, you know, something feels off with him in a main roster and it could be his wrestling style. And that's just not a knock on his ability. I think Keith Lee's a fantastic wrestler. I, I think he's got a good character. He's got a good look. You know, it's just it's not a knock on him. But you know what? WWE does have their own style. Yeah. And Keith Lee might not be fitting that. So, you know, especially like, you know, it's it's not necessarily the indie scene and it's not necessarily the NXT scene. WWE is no world stage for everyone to watch all across the world. And Keith Lee has to hit the mark every step of the way. So especially if he wants to be the guy or amongst the guys in WWE of the, the, the main event uh potential. He's got to play ball. And, and Keith Lee has worked this hard for so long. Uh, what's another two days a week, right? Yeah, exactly. And if they thought these guys weren't worth it, they wouldn't be doing this. So definitely is the investment is the word I was uh, trying to think of. And more than merry, man. Good luck. And hope this works out. And especially, like, you know, some of these other guys could definitely benefit from it. Uh, you know, especially so a lot of these guys have some good looks, man. They, they, they look like they it? could be. Almost, almost. He, he, he yeah. never wrestled yet. He's just a bodyguard. So I'll give him a right. chance to uh, do something. This is exactly. I don't see exactly. why people. Are, I see why people are angry about this. But in the grand scheme, this is nothing but good news for these guys involved because they could just get rid of him on TV, just like write him off like they did with everybody else. Right. They're not. I mean, so. the last thing they want is another great Kali or a giant Gonzalez in there. So like, you know, a, a big son of a bitch in the ring that can barely move. You want something that can go. You want something that could be believable to be a believable monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone along the lines of like the Big Show or Yokozuna. You know, like, these are big men that we remember and that had a long impact in WWE. So smart but for them it, for catching it and pulling the trigger on this before it got out of hand. And uh, good luck. I'm excited to see where this goes. Did Keith Lee get better? You, yeah. Fantastic. Do you feel like there are some other names on there that should be back in Performance Center that weren't mentioned? Big guys? Oh, no, just in general. Just um, I'm sure there are none that I can think of. Because the name has like, been getting thrown around quite a bit that people are surprised that Keith Lee's down there and this person isn't is Nia Jax. Hmm. That's an interesting take. I even heard Matt Riddle's name in that conversation. Uh, and, and I'm sure there's a few other names that are, are going along in there. I, I, I personally think... Again, honestly, all of them. All, send them all back down for classes. Send them, 
send them all back down for classes. Like everyone could benefit from some sort of class. Hell, I think more than half the roster can benefit from character classes or taking promos yeah. so I, I down think, there. I think this is fantastic. Like, I, I think the performance series is there for a reason. It's not just for developmental talent. I think it's there for every step of the way. Hell, I would love it to see if Triple H was down at Performance Center to try and enhance his game. Yeah, and Triple H is a legend. That's what I'm saying. These guys that's always striving to be better and better and better. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. I'll, I'll give you this one little thing before I move on. Uh, I'm going to translate this to the acting world. Julia Roberts, fantastic actress, Academy Award winner, uh, has been nominated quite a bit along the way. You know, first woman to break $20 million uh, barrier per film. Julia Roberts, to this day, still carries a notebook around with her to take notes because she says she always wants to be better. That's and I'm just going to leave it off with that. That's the attitude you need to have, man. Exactly. So in other news, AEW world champion Kenny Omega will be appearing once again for Impact Wrestling, this time at the December 15th episode on Access TV. AXS TV. There we go. I knew you were going to butt butt in with that. (laughs) The report mentions that Omega is also slotted to work some Impact events, although it did not specify whether that will be a major pay-per-view or the bi-monthly Impact Plus specials. The company's next big show will be January 16th, Hard to Kill. Omega's appearance on last Tuesday's Impact helped the promotion draw 750,000 viewers across multiple platforms, including a record-setting viewership on Impact's Twitch channel. Now, Putty, is the Kenny Omega experiment, do you think it's actually working, or is this going to just be a flop? Is this a fluke that's going on here? Too early to tell. Uh, They got what they wanted. They got the ratings. Um... I was the promos itself were amazing. Yeah. I don't think it offered anything on TV. This could have easily been on AEW. I don't know why it was on Impact. And it was on AEW. They actually did the same yeah. pretty much the same promo almost Basically. word for word on AEW. So I was a little confused with it. Um I reported talked about it last week. This is maybe like a one or two off appearance, but now it's not that's not the case. I don't understand where they're going with this. But I, don't, I don't know either. Part of me is thinking that what they did on AEW was just in case they did, like the, the AEW viewers didn't necessarily tr- uh, tune Definitely. in to Impact. Absolutely. It's all the same thing. Uh, I, I think it was like one of those TV tricks. We've yeah. seen that happen before on other type of channels. Makes sense. Where they with it's kind of like a rehash, if you yeah. will, uh, which is smart. You know, they all tease the same thing. You know, like uh, could we possibly see a book club reunion? Could we like? What are we seeing here? Is, is he going to be a collector of the belts? What other championships is he going after? You know, a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions that you take away from this promo here. And, uh, you know, I'm very curious to hear the answers. But I will not be interested if they keep on doing uh, what they did this week. If they, can, if they do what they did in Impact, only to repeat it pretty much on the same way on, Impact, on uh, Dynamite. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't think they're going to keep do- – I don't think they can keep doing that. Um, they did a little – Barely a teaser with Rich Juan. So they're going to have to maybe lead to, um, I think I was reading today, maybe a champion versus championship match later on, Rich Juan versus Kenny right. Omega. I don't know what you do with that match. But they're definitely going to have to start building towards something. You can't have just Kenny Omega and Don Callis show up in a bus, pre-taped, and cut a promo and without doing anything. He's eventually going to have to get involved somewhere, somehow, which I don't know how it's going to happen, Mark. Remember, everything's been done already. So, right. I don't, it's too early to tell. It's a failure. It's too early to tell you if it's a success because uh, one week, we'll see if the numbers. Well, let me ask. Let me let me ask you this: Will you be tuning to both shows this coming week? I tuned in both shows this week. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I had to. Right. 
So, right. No, I, I understand what you're saying. But so do you feel like it's going to be a repeat this week? Are you going to watch both shows this week? Or do you feel like you can get away with just watching Impact? I am going to watch Impact. Of course. Always do. Um, and I'm going to see how that leads off. Okay. Um, if they, if it's worth me, like, huh, now I got to see what happens on AEW, which I doubt. I'll, I'll tune in. But I don't know, man. It's too early to tell. I was just... I was just worried about the hype. The promos are good, but I just don't think it lived up to the hype yet. No. Okay. No. Okay. It was just, like I said, the same uh, promo twice. Nothing was really explained at all, except that these two guys are close. And, right. uh, well, you know, I you know some, good, some people make yeah. memories. Some people make money. They're making history twice. I, and I, I like that. They, they, they had a lot of uh, taglines in there, yeah. a, a lot of memorable quotes, uh, some little shoots if you will, uh, mentioning Dean Ambrose by name. I heard some people you know, were pissed. I, I heard some people were annoyed with that. I didn't care. I thought it was funny. I, I, I thought that was fine. I just, but, I just, I'm going to cut you off real quick before I forget. I loved the fact that they took credit for creating AEW though. Yeah. I no, was, I, I, I thought that was, was a great heel move. Great move. They're, they're talking about New Japan. You know, they're, they're talking about a lot of good points here. And, and, you know, a lot of people that may not know, especially like, you know, WWE people like me and you, you know, and you're definitely not in, in a dynamite person, and I'm fairly new to watching Impact. You know, a lot of people may not know the history with these two, and um, yeah, I think that was a great way to tell a story, remind people what's going on, to to let people know of Kenny Omega's history if they don't necessarily know already, uh, and, and also to like you know, uh, I guess like a a bring back for people that have been diehard Kenny Omega fans to what he was in New Japan for what they've been craving with they. From what I can tell, they haven't really seen in Dynamite yet. So I, I think it was a good way. And I think that's why the promo was so long, too, because it had to appease so many different types of audiences here that they're trying to capture. So like, uh, There's a lot of potential there. There's uh, a lot of potential here. I love the comic- it's, it's, it's delicate. It's very delicate. Well, they, they could blow it. Yes, I'm worried about it. I love the comic book analogy, but uh, the belt collector was a gimmick already done by somebody else. Totally dr- Austin, Austin Aries. He was with Bell Collector on Impact right before I started watching, really. So no, he's going to be the new Bell Collector. Is he going to go for championship in Impact? That is... Uh... Is he going to go for championships, not just in Impact? Does it go to NWA? Does it go to New Japan as well? Uh, you so, know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different possibilities here, especially it seems like AEW is open to playing ball with a lot of different promotions. Uh, I, I think it, it's there is a lot of potential here to actually to legit make history. Um yeah, the potential is there, see, but again, it's too early to tell. Too early to tell. I was, very, I have mixed reviews about it, and um, I'm open to see what happens next. Fair enough. But that I, thing, I'm, that I'm thing glad. at the end, that whatever he says at the end, bang, is that like his catchphrase or something? I don't, yeah, I don't know much that, about Kenny Omega. I, I neither do I. So I was, uh, um, fair point. I, I have not been a Kenny Omega guy since before Dynamite. I really didn't really know much about New Japan, uh, but from what I understand, I've been aware of Kenny Omega. Yeah, I heard the name. Uh, but I still know much about his stuff. Yeah, from what I'm aware of, like this, this was his thing. So, okay. uh, a lot, a lot of cool things here that we could possibly see. I mean, hell, like I said, even we could probably, we could possibly see a reunion of uh, of uh, Bullet Club here. You know, so I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff that we keep an eye on uh, between this rivalry that we have going on here. But moving on back to WWE, uh, Goldberg revealed earlier this year that his WWE contract runs through 2023 with two matches per year. He will be 57 years old by the time his contract expires, but he says it's still possible that he will keep wrestling past that point. But 
it would only be for a few more years. And Goldberg also expressed interest in going on, uh, going at it with three Raw superstars, uh, Randy Orton, Keith Lee, and WWE champion Drew McIntyre have been named. Now, Putty, is this better, worse, or about the same as Sting coming back to wrestle at AEW? Ugh, Goldberg. I feel the same way about Sting. Who cares? I know, no, I, I know how you feel about Sting. And that was actually news to me. I didn't necessarily know how you felt about Sting last week. But, you know, you, I, I addressed how I felt about Sting possibly come back to wrestle, and I am a big Sting fan. I've never been a fan of Goldberg, mind okay. you. Okay. Ever. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't help but, you know, when I when I go on Twitter and I, and I read the the rants about, like, you know, people, like, saying, oh, this is awesome, Stinger's back, yada, yada, thank the Lord. Uh, but then there's the same people that are shitting that Goldberg came back. Is there some sort of hypocrisy here? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's really what I'm getting at. Total hypocrisy. Uh, uh, one of, it's a big pet peeve of mine. Hypocrisy. Same. Uh, you can't be happy that Sting's coming back and shit on WB for bringing Goldberg back. That's not being a real fan is you being a WWE hater for some reason to hate to hate same it's the same shit it's a little different is it, is it, is it being a WWE hater or is it being a Goldberg hater I, the, I think there's a difference WWE hater cause I'm sure if they brought him to AEW it'd be fine I don't know there is a little difference not for me at least I was, I was speaking personally that's no, fine I, I agree I don't care about either one of them I respect both men clear don't get any hate mail but I just not, I've never been a fan of them there is I think there's a slight difference I think Goldberg wants to do this i think sting feels like I he has sting... to mm. Mm. the way that he was treated in that, wwe that... he wanted to go out on his own terms they didn't let him that's a very fair point so i think he feels like he has to reclaim his legacy that was tarnished I thought and, about and last also week. in this also in the sense that he feels like he may have been taken away from him too soon uh, yet. considering he... the injury what happened with probably... uh, the thrones match he probably wanted to go out and wrestle but they wouldn't clear him Right, AEW Mike. Uh, from what I understand, yeah, I mean, from what I understand, he wanted to have a match with Undertaker even after the injury, even brought up about having a cinematic match, uh, but that was shut down. Goldberg is in good shape; he's healthy. He came back. To... I will give Goldberg Goldberg this: he is healthy and he looks like he's in great shape. I will give him that. And he came back to for his family, for the young kids, for the fans. I think he's doing it for the right reasons. I don't think he's doing it for a paycheck. I don't think doing he's not doing it for his legacy. I think he's doing it for the right reasons. But these are old men who are taking a spot from young guys who could be doing great matches. So am I happy he's coming back? I don't really don't care. He's never been a draw for me. I was. This I was, one I disagree with you though. Just quick. Yeah, go, you make your point. I was slightly intrigued. Slightly. Goldberg for Undertaker, and look what happened with that. Mm, that. That was such a bust. But again, it's just I think it's two different stories. Although, whatever, man, whatever works. They're both going to do it anyway. So right, they're they're, they're going to do it anyway. But like um, to touch on your point, you mentioned about Goldberg doing it. Uh, seems like you're you're drawing the illusion that he was doing it out of passion. I don't think Goldberg ever had passion for this industry. I I, I think it was always more of a paycheck for him than anything else. Currently, uh, this is a guy. Even currently, I, I think always. Okay, I, I think always. I I think Goldberg. And mind you, I don't know him personally. You know, I agree but, with that it, statement. In WCW, but I think when he came back, talking about his family and the kids, I think it's a different mindset. I still think he came down to money. I mean, what else was he doing? You know, it's not like he's a it's it's not like he's a big draw as an actor. He's not like Dwayne Rock Johnson or even a John Cena at this point. No, you know, it's not like he was a good enough football player to go into the Hall of Fame or do anything like with that. Uh, you know, this is a guy who really made his mark in wrestling. And what else is he going to do other than you know 
try to make nice with WWE because at that point AEW was just uh, whispers in the wind, you know. So I mean, he he really, I think it was just a paycheck. Truth be told, and I, I think the whole thing with the kid might be somewhat true, but I don't think that, that was the driving force there by any means. Fair enough. I can't I can't argue that. I, I think Sting. Has, I think Sting would have more passion uh, for the business than Goldberg does. All right. Agree. Disagree. And again, I, I'm again not a Goldberg fan. Never have. Uh, I don't think I ever will be. Um, Who do you think's the bigger draw, though? Like, do you think Sting helps AEW more than Goldberg helps WWE? Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, I think so. One thousand percent. Gold. Listen, WWE. I, first off, Goldberg's not a WWE uh, product. No. You know, uh, that, that was a WCW thing. Uh, but what Goldberg brings to WWE? Nothing. Nothing. He might bring like a, a few more people, but. Uh, it's not, I think, to the same level as what Brock Lesnar does or what Undertaker has done uh, or even a lot of the superstars that are in that locker room today. Yeah, I, I think even if CM Punk decided he wanted to come back, that would draw a lot more than what Goldberg would. Uh, I think Sting is a man uh, who, who has a hell of a legacy, I think better than Goldberg's, uh, and, and someone that AEW does need. AEW does need that rub from someone that has uh, some clout and sting does have a lot of clout. So I, I think sting, AEW definitely does benefit more uh, from someone like sting coming back. than Goldberg coming back to WWE. That's fair enough. I, I kind of agree with that. Putty. That's all the news I have for this week. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, congratulations to uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins. Wow. Yep. No, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. They, they're the ones that had a kid together, not yeah. Roman Reigns. Yes. I corrected myself. Thank you. Dick. Now I can't edit that out. Now I got to leave that in. Dick. All right. Well, let's try this again. Let's try this That's again. That's fine. Congratulations to Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins on her baby girl. How do you say her name? Was it Roe? I think it was Roe. Ro? Yeah. Roe. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily want to mess that up, but uh, congratulations to them. Uh, healthy baby girl. And rest in uh, peace, Zeus. It, yeah. I was about to say, rest in peace, Zeus, man. That was sad. That was sad, yeah. He, he was in over 200 projects. Nope. I looked at his IMDb, man. He's That's amazing. had a long, long career. I forgot he was in Dark Knight. Yeah. I got the notification the guy from Friday died. I'm like, I, I haven't seen Friday. I'm like, who's this? Yeah, that's right. He was in Friday as well. Mm-hmm. Like, what was this? And I'm like, that's fucking Zeus. I never put two and two together that that was the same person, that, that he was in Friday, that he was in uh, Dark Knight, and uh, so many other movies, man, obviously. But I just never put two together that that was Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that pretty much sums up the news this week, Mark. You ready to get into some TV takedown? Absolutely, man. Let's do it up. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Mark. Let's start with the uh, NXT War Games. I mean, what a what a show that was, man. Fantastic show, man. Fantastic. I... I uh... I love. I, I I haven't really watched like a war games through and through in, in, in a bit. And um, my God, what a great concept for a match! Yeah. <laughs> and it actually brought back memories for me when uh, we did a Fort Apache match at uh, BWF when me and you called that yep. with uh, Green Man. Green Man was there too for that. And you know like, what? What a show that was as well, man. It, it, that was a, a cool match to call. And I, it was just when I was watching this back, I was just thinking about like you know Stu Bennett and um, oh god, who's the other dude to call in the match? It's Todd Phillips, Vic Joseph, uh, Vic Joseph. Excuse me, their voices sound similar. Yeah, uh, just, <laughs> like what a thrill for them it must be to like watch uh, these two marquee matches live. But what, which one was the match for you? 
I was going to say that, Mark. I was going to pick the one you don't pick. I mean, the, it, was, <laughs> it was bookends by two fantastic matches. Uh, I think these War yeah. Games matches, year in and year out, always steal the show. You can always expect greatness from them. To pick one over the other, I don't think I can. I mean, they were both amazing, both different at the same time. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that loosely off the air, uh, how how great both matches were, but yeah, still different. Uh, they were different type of matches. The women's matches had a lot of nice spots. That uh, the the jump from the trash can off the top rope—I've never seen anything like that before. Right, and it landed perfectly. So props to all those women for doing that spot. Yeah, let's talk. All right, so let's talk about that women's match, man. Like, um, how surprised were you with that ending, man? Like Raquel Gonzalez getting the W over Io Shirai. I, I, damn I right, thought baby. that was damn huge. right, damn right. That—that's a statement win right there. I mean, Absolutely. don't you think? It, she should be the next woman's uh, number one contender, but apparently not. Not yet. She's getting there, Mark. She's getting there. I, but honestly, man, getting there. She just beat Io Shirai clean. She was. Uh, she yeah, was but it also a star wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't exactly a one-on-one match, though. It wasn't one-on-one, but it, fair enough. Listen, whenever you pin the champ, you, you should get some recognition there. You should get that rub. You should get a title shot. Not necessarily Tony Storm or Ember Moon or whatever is going to be thrown into that mix there. Man, just, uh, you know, I could be more proud of my faction member. I uh, saw something in her right away. And, uh, you know, I got an eye for talent, Mark. And she's definitely a star in the making. I feel about her the way you felt about um, Ray Ripley this past year. Yeah. And it looks like we're going to get that feud. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Which I am happy about because I actually missed, for some reason, I don't remember why, their Halloween Havoc match. I really wanted to watch that too. I just missed it. So I'm happy they're coming back again with it. Now, I was, I was wondering, do you, because uh, Rhea Ripley was the powerhouse, strong, dominant woman in NXT. Do you think absolutely Raquel Gonzalez is taking her spot or is she slowly being groomed to replace her when Rhea Ripley goes up to the main roster? You know, I, I don't know yet. Uh, I think that's a very good question. And I think that's that, that might be the storyline that we're going to get here. You know, is Raquel Gonzalez the new powerhouse in NXT? Uh, is Rhea Ripley a thing of the past? You know, I, um, these are fantastic questions that I can't wait to see the answer to. I, I think we're going to see – I don't think it's just going to be a one-and-done thing. I think we're going to see a, a nice little rivalry here going on between these two women. Um, it, it, I think they're going to steal a show every time. I totally agree. Looking forward to it. And I'm happy uh, people who are sleeping on her. We're about to wake up. Raquel Gonzalez is going to be the next oh, face of the women's division. Totally. totally. I, I I think she's ready. You know, I, I personally want to see her get, get that title shot now, but it uh, looks like she still has a, a mountain to climb. And, hey, man, 2021, it could be her year. Yeah, man. Can't wait. Let's go back to the men's match, man. Uh, now, a lot of great spots. The women's match, as we said before, uh, there are a lot of smart spots in there, uh, a lot of wow moments. The men's spot, it was – there's, there were some spots, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it felt like a fight. I felt like it told a lot more of a story. Uh, at first, it may have been a little bit slower paced, but man, it, it, it had a rhythm to it, that match. Yeah. Uh, it, it flowed really, really well. Um, I, I feel like the women's match was like more fast paced, if you will. Uh, this one was more like, a, more like an art piece, but like a gruesome art piece, if you will. Uh, and I have to say, man, the the show stealer for this match, Pat McAfee. Second match I, ever. I, wow. He's a punter. Yeah. He was a punter, man. 
Uh, he's probably the best athlete I've seen transition from the NFL to the WWE. In two matches. Right. We talked and about we, how great he was in his first match. Yeah. And now you have a second, not only just a match, a War Games match. Very impressive. Dude. And sold so, it really well. And, and like, dude, just, he's just got that natural heel factor. And you can tell he, he's like, he's enjoying every moment of this, being in that ring yeah, or being on the mic. Probably a childhood dream come true. Absolutely. And, and kudos to him on his show. I don't know if you watch his show on YouTube, no. uh, but selling it afterwards, selling the injuries. He had a neck brace on in his, on his YouTube show. Yeah, someone mentioned that. I uh, wanted to write down who I think it was AJ Pan. I forgot who it was. Talked about how these guys are going through war games and you see them a day later and they're fine. But yet Pat right. McAfee's rocking a neck brace and sore and he's like selling the kayfabe shit out of it and like, perfect. That's what you want from Pat McAfee. That's what you want. Like so many people, I can't believe I'm saying this. So many people could take notes from Pat McAfee on on, on what to do in professional wrestling. He's he's hitting all the right marks. Now, with that being said, Putty, could you see Pat McAfee one day being championship material in NXT? Can you see him winning some gold over there? I don't think so. I mean, not say he needs it. I don't. I don't think he needs it. No, I don't think he needs it. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't see that unless he's going to go full time. I don't see him doing full-time. I don't think so. I think he's going to maybe lead his little faction he's got going on, if that's still around. I don't know what's going on with that. Would there be heat if he did? I don't think so either. I think from the, from the casual fans, maybe, but he has demonstrated that he can fucking go. He's not a, he he's not a celebrity go. just showing up to play acting. He is somebody who's been training, who can do it and go, respects his business, is a lifelong fan, and... And has had two show stealing matches. I don't think he'll get heat for it at all. I, I would not hate that. I I, I would embrace that actually. I, I kind of want to see something like that happen. Not necessarily the NXT uh, Heavyweight Championship, but maybe like the North American title, uh, something along those lines. Uh, just to see him like weasel his way into it. And I, when I say weasel, I, I use the term lightly because the dude can go, as we talked about before. Uh, I, think- I think he'll be an entertaining champion. I think he would bring. Uh, he would actually bring probably more eyes to the championship. I, I, I think it would be fun, depending on the rivalry and how it goes. You know, Pat McAfee, I'm just, I, I don't have enough words to sing his praises right now. I'm just blown away by how good he did uh, in yeah. that War Games match. Stealing the show against, I mean, what? We have seven other dudes who are phenomenal wrestlers in that ring. And, and yet Pat McAfee, his second match, who is a punter, I can't stress that enough, uh, stealing the show. Held his own, man. Great job. And yeah. uh, I hope, I don't think we've seen the last of Pat McAfee yet. So. Oh, dude, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a full-time role. I don't think he will, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Come I wouldn't go places. Yeah. That was war games. The matches in between were, didn't disappoint. Uh, they were good. They happened. They happened. They happened. <laughs> they weren't bad. They weren't show-stealing. I mean, how can you compare to those two matches? But uh, Yeah, I mean... Y- y- as good as these matches were, I mean, you, you saw um, you saw Austin Theory coming back, you know, helping Gargano win the North American Championship. I mean, good moments there, but you know, obviously, it's hard to it's hard to capture those moments from war game matches, especially yeah. two very good ones there that they had. Overall, great job, and that's not really something surprising to say about war games. They always no. deliver. Television, Mark. All right. Oh, this is a tough one, man. There were some really good moments there on TV. Uh, but I have to say the one that really stood out the most, and I, I can't get this visual out of my head, 
was the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt match on Monday Night Raw. Really? Uh, I thought, yeah, dude, I, I thought that ending, especially to the match, was really cool uh, when like the lights went out. And then, you know, Randy Orton, he had to win a lock, man. He gave Bray Wyatt the RKO, leaned back for the pin, and all of a sudden it's the Fiend giving him the mandible claw. Really cool mind games have been played. I love mind games. Like I love people like The Undertaker, Jake the Snake yeah. Roberts, and The Fiend is right up there uh, playing these board games masterfully, especially against Randy Orton, a man who also loves playing his mind games. Uh, so I, I'm all in for this feud. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Putty, who do you think is going to win a TLC? Does Bray Wyatt, does The Fiend have the edge over Randy Orton? I think he needs a win, man. I think he needs to pull out a win here. The Fiend? Yeah. Yeah, lost, I lost Warren so York doesn't do anything bad for him. But the Fiend just constantly is getting like teams getting buried, like losing match after match, big matches. And... I, I wouldn't use the word buried. No, that's what I, corrected, mean, I, 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 I corrected myself. I didn't mean to say that buried, but he seems to be losing big matches, and I think he needs a, win, a big win in his column right now. No, totally. I, I, I think uh, you know you don't get a bigger win than beating Randy Orton clean. No, and you I think really don't. Randy Orton will do it, and especially the year that Randy Orton has been having. I mean, he's he's been having probably one of the best years in his career. And that's really saying something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm curious to see how Alexa bliss plays into the factor into that match. I'm sure she will. Uh, she was off this week because I think she was filming like a TV segment or something. Supposedly. Um, yeah. So I, I forgot what it was, but you know, I'm sure she'll be back soon enough, maybe this week or maybe even just for TLC. I, I, I think honestly, that's, that's a match I'm looking forward to the most right there. I did, there's really nothing else that's standing out to me right now. Really? Uh, what, what other matches really we do out there? So I thought Raw was good, but then I watched the rest of the other four shows this week, and I really kind of forgot about Raw. I think, like, I didn't really pay too much attention to AEW because I didn't really know too much what's going on. I just focused on the Don Callis segment, Kenny Omega segment, whatever you want to call it. I was kind of surprised with a great, great way to welcome AEW viewers by that Chris Sabin, Josh Alexander match. Great way to start off the right. impact. It was great technical wrestling. Uh, Chris Sabin did his Chris Sabin motor streaming machine gun stuff. Um, and slowly building to the dissension of the North. Reported this week. Ethan Page is on his East way out. Page. Yeah, so this is a great way to continue that explanation of why he's going to go away. I uh, just thought that match to start off definitely had to hold people in. That was a great match. Uh, impact, I think, knew what they were doing. They kept... To the basics, they show their in-ring abilities of their matches. They kind of dial down the the, the crazy zaniness that they do have sometimes. I right. Think, I think they, they, did, they did. They did for sure, yeah. I think they did a great job of trying to keep AEW viewers locked in. And again, we'll talk about in the news. We'll see what happens next week. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. that. That match, you're right, is something that we, you would probably see on AEW Dynamite. Uh, it, it was a... A very good wrestling match between two technically sound men who can really go in the ring. And you started uh, your show with that. As individuals right. and as a tag team. Yeah. And you, then you started your show with that. Yeah, I, I think that was very important. You did that. That was a good point that you brought up. Now, also bringing up the point, like, you know, Ethan Page's contract is up. Uh, Josh Alexander still has, uh, what, about eight months to Something go like that, on yeah. his. So the, the, the North is over. Yeah. Um, we don't necessarily know where Ethan Page is going to go next, but uh, the North is probably one of the best tag teams out there in wrestling today. Uh, Putty, how, how do you feel about this? It's sad. The North held had that tag team division on lock for over a year. They are two of the great talents, one of the best tag teams in Impact right now. 
They're going to go their separate ways. The room, uh, there is some interest in Paige from AEW, I believe. I'm curious to see what to do with Josh Alexander. I think he'll be fine by himself. I, he definitely proved that. He definitely proved that in that match with Chris Saban. So um, just curious to see how they go from there. Now, I mean, we talked about Impact's tag team division, and North is probably 1A or 1B behind more yeah. to the uh, machine this, guns. This is going to be a big blow. but uh, Huge but, blow. They'll make up for it. Do you, what team do you see replacing them in that, in that spot, though? Like the Good what Brothers, spot? yeah. I mean, like the the a big tag team or like a, a tag team that yeah. like in ring ability is amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As far as like tag team work, uh, I, think this might be one, I think this might be one of the reasons they brought in Motor City Machine Guns back because they had the feeling this was going to happen. Probably, the, you know, probably as a smooth transition, very similar, very similar style, and they lost also lost the Rascals as well. Another so, big blow, man. Yeah. Another big blow. I mean, Trey Miguel right now he he's tending to uh, family business, but you know we see. Uh, the rest of the rascals are in the WWE de- uh, developmental. Uh, curious to see how they'll be used over there. Trey McGuell, I don't know where he's going to go afterwards. I don't know if he'll eventually join WWE or go on to another promotion. But I think the WWE invite is still open. I think all three of them have the open invite. Hopefully. I, Trey McGuell, I think, is an amazing talent. I, I think that dude has so much potential. I, he, he wows me with his athleticism and also uh, with his ring awareness as far as like when to use his athleticism and why. Uh, I, I think that's a very important note. Uh, that's kind of Shawn Michaels-esque. I, I know it's a big compliment there for Che Miguel, but I, I think he's got that ability. Also, actually, quickly going back to Raw, I was kind of also surprised that uh, the Bobby Lassie-Jeff Hardy match was as good as it was. Was it just me? <laughs> I fast-forwarded it. <laughs> oh, no, that was, I, was, I, I wanted to, but then like, and I stopped because I was live at the time. That was pretty damn good. I was really surprised. Is it really? And, and I feel like I'm yeah, saying that a lot I'm more sure. about Bobby Lashley matches as the weeks go on. You are. I mean, dude, that's so, what, like two, three weeks in a row? Yeah, I think it was three of the last four or five weeks, yeah. I'm, I'm, am I going to have to start watching Bobby Lashley, man? Like, I mean, honestly, the dude right. hasn't really done when anything. I'm, when me. I'm right, I'm right. I, Although I, 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 I have to say, like, you know, him working to hurt business has been a lot better for him. So, Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was like, I was surprised by this match. Bobby Lashley, Jeff Hardy, I didn't expect much. And uh, it was really damn good. Good length, good story was told. And uh, wow, okay. I might have to start paying more attention to Bobby Lashley matches. Okay. I feel weird. Saying All right. That. I, 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 I may have to stop hitting fast forward then. Just, just do it. Yeah. Just so I, I know what the fuck you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mark, that was oh, t- buddy. that was TV in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe we should rename it that TV in a nutshell. It's really exhausting watching all 11 hours in one week. Really exhausting. It is. It is. Oh. But you know, you gotta make sacrifices, Mark. You do what you gotta do. <laughs> we do it for you. We do it for the fans. I did it for the people. On that note, Mark, let's get in some go home thoughts. Uh, what do you have for me this week? You know, buddy, as we mentioned before, you know, we watched a lot of TV this past week for wrestling. I had a little bit extra time on my hands, uh, recovering from surgery, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, so I watched a little bit extra, man. I went the extra time and I watched on WWE Network uh, the documentary Live Forever. Okay. Uh, for. Liv Morgan, did you watch it? No, how was it? I have to say, I was so disappointed. Really? In what way? I and I, I like Liv Morgan a lot. I, I'm a fan of her. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the WWE documentaries. Yes. I, I saw a clip on it. It seemed like they were going to get a little bit critical on WWE Creative, uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it, that's what made me want to really watch. It's like, okay, they're they're allowing this in WWE Network. That's that's interesting. That's cool. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of reviews of people talking about it in a, in a positive light. And I go in there uh, 
you know, with an open mind thinking like, okay, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be cool to see. And I got nothing, man. Really? It, it was like, there was like no substance to it. It was very artificial, very on the surface. It didn't really dig deep. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that was on her and they followed her around for 18 months, mind you. Wow. Uh, and, and we, and we got like pretty much nothing. It, it was, it was surprising and lackluster. I have to say, like I felt nothing more for it. Cause usually I walk away uh, after watching these docs, feeling like even more of a fan or more appreciative of the wrestler that we just watched. I walked out of there feeling like, man, I, I, I feel like I am not necessarily a fan anymore as much. Like it was just, I didn't get anything from her. It, it was, again, I, I, on the surface, nothing deep. So I had that extra day to stay home because I quote unquote had the quarantine. So I went to the WWE Network. That was something I was going to watch. I was going to want, I wanted to watch that. I wanted to watch the Keith Lee one. Both of them were just under an hour. I didn't feel like watching that for some reason. And then I was going to check out the um, part two of the Stone Cold Sessions with The Undertaker. But it's two hours long. And I just didn't feel like investing my time in that. Wait, so that's a part two. That That's that that's another one. Okay, I, I didn't watch that. I thought that was just a repeat. No, it's a different one. I I, I thought maybe like stuff on the edited room floor. No, but he comes back for a whole new show. Oh, no shit. But it's okay. two hours long. Oh. Oh. So, but Liv Morgan's under an hour. Like, so what, what did they follow her around? What was story did they tell then? They touched on her background uh, from like, you know, before WWE. Again, very artificial there. Didn't really, like, really dig deep into the person of who she was. Uh, they kind of touched on some stuff, but didn't like go into like reason why. Then they, they follow around like with the riot squad. They touch, they, they talk about Sarah Logan. They kind of opened the door of her possibly coming back. Which that part was kind of interesting, but talk about the breakup and her squandering around, going from SmackDown to Raw, and then talking about the whole uh, angle with uh, with Lana. But again, oh, yeah. didn't didn't go deep, didn't go into her feelings and how she felt about that angle. It was just so, it was just almost like just like a recap of her career. Mm, it sucks. And so like, oh yeah, this was awesome. Oh yeah, that was cool. But like nothing like really like more. Into- to that you know what i mean like it was just it it, it was like uh watching a document i mean this pretty much was you're watching a documentary on a millennial so it's not one of those things where you watch didn't enjoy i should take out for myself you're saying hard pass don't even waste your time checking it out i mean i'm not going to tell you what do you're grown ass man you're going to watch you're going to watch it um but you just don't expect but same thing it's not one of those things where i don't like it let me know what you think it's like I, i don't like it don't waste your time don't waste your time. No, okay. Don't don't waste your time. In my opinion, like, especially for a WWE documentary for as good as they do, and even my wife mentioned too, because she's not a wrestling fan, but you know she walks away appreciative of the wrestlers that she just watched on there. Yeah, they do a great job. But she watches with me, and she's just like, "What was this? Did they they aired this? <laughs> they followed around for eighteen months, and they, this is what you got. Good thing you didn't pay for this." <laughs> I, think, I think the the latest one now is The Undertaker, the day of this virus series. I want to see that one. See, I'm sure that would be cooler. Yeah. I, I love the one they do with WrestleManias. I, I don't think I watched the last two of them. Again, because they're long. For some reason, I don't like watching long things, I guess. My attention span is very short, Mark. I don't know if you noticed. Right. But, uh, you know, in a way, I feel like this hurt Liv Morgan. This whole thing is when I saw her in SmackDown on Friday, I was just like, wah, wah. Oh, really? <laughs> Not bad, huh? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's like, I, I almost like I don't care anymore. So if you're and a, it sucks because I, I, I consider myself to be a Liv Morgan fan going into this. Yeah, so here you're from Mark Schwann. Don't watch a Liv Morgan documentary on the WWE Network. Live forever, right? Live forever. 
Mark, you know, I hang out with a good friend of mine, comes over to my house, and we uh, hang out, treat the shit, and we like to watch TV, going back to TV. Yeah, the world is a really, really dark, shitty place right now. Well, we found a new show. Ted Lasso. I love that show. On Apple TV. <laughs> Fell in love with this guy right away. Oh, my God, he's you. That would be you as a coach. Well, that's a huge compliment. I'm not that thoughtful or caring or loving, mm-hmm. but thank you so much. Like the way this guy, he's just so positive. He's just so uh, caring and loving. It's like, that's what the world needs right now. So a character like that. And thank you to Apple yeah. for giving me a free year of Apple TV for my buying the new phone. And I have not touched it since yesterday. And I'm happy I did because Ted Lasso is really a inspiring, happy show. You can watch and be like, this is. Did you watch all the way through? No, I'm only three episodes in. Oh, dude. Uh, it's so good. And I still love. I, still, I loved it right away. Episode one, we were even halfway through episode one. I'm like, this, this is amazing. Did you, did you, um, know the history behind the show? Did, did you yeah. watch it? Goes like commercials. Okay. It's a fucking commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's from the commercials. It's amazing. And it's just a really positive, upbeat, happy, gushy show. And if you want something to make you distracted and cheer you up a little bit, Ted Lasso, Apple TV. I think it's only five bucks a month. Worth it. It's all out now, so pay for one month and cancel it, and come back when the season two comes yeah. out. But there's some good content on Apple TV Plus. But one of my favorite shows, um, the Morning Show, is on yeah. there. I can't wait for season two. Season two is supposed to be coming back next year. That's what I wanted to check um, out, and I want to check out. To come out there's there. a uh, the Tom Hanks movie. I think is on there too. Yeah, there's a couple of shows I wanted to check out, but I never had the motivation to do it until um, yesterday on Thursday, the uh, the ninth. And it was like let's do uh, whatever day it was. But Ted Lasso, Apple TV. Check it out if you want some happy, fun show and. Uh, you also don't even have to be a soccer fan to appreciate this show. Oh no, I, I don't. I don't know soccer. I don't like soccer. I don't follow soccer. I don't know anything about soccer. It probably helps if you're not a soccer fan. My wife is probably the biggest soccer fan in the world. She's probably a bigger soccer fan than me. You of wrestling. Um, wow. And she was actually meh about the show. Really? She didn't hate it. She didn't hate it, but she was like meh. So ignore, live forever on W Network. Buy in on Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Yeah, if you're gonna watch something, right? If you're like, oh, I have some time on my hands, I have less than an hour. Uh, maybe I want to watch it live forever. Don't do it. Watch two episodes of Ted Lasso because I think they're a half hour each, right? Just about, yeah. Boom, done, sold. Awesome. All right, Mark, that's all I got this week. Happy to see you're uh, back on your feet, Mark, and happy to see you're healthy, home, recovered. Thank God for your wife. She truly is saying, a godsend. And same with you, buddy. You are a, a scholar and a gentleman, man. You been, you've been reaching out to me every single day while I've been recovering from surgery. So I really appreciate you, man. Thank you for that. It no was problem, not bro. going unnoticed. Trust me. I appreciate me. it. No, no problem. I don't. I didn't do it to get credit or anything. But uh, today, from the heart, I posted a picture of all me, you, and Eric Jaden as a thank you to you guys and uh, shout out to Eric Jaden. We love you. We're thinking of you. And uh, God bless him. Hopefully, yeah, you, the there's a nice shout out, man, on Instagram. You, I love how you completely cut me off in the picture. Yeah, see, I don't think no one noticed that, Mark. Like, I apologize. I, I, a heartfelt picture of two of my closest friends on this podcast, and you get your panties in a knot because you're not in the center of the picture. I You guys see the diva I'm dealing with? Mark's not front and center in the picture, and he's getting upset about it. I apologize, Mark. I apologize. You see a quarter of my face. Oh, man. Like, I'm you're clearly so, you're so, out. You are so ungrateful. Bitch. You are so ungrateful. Check it out at Michael J. Putty on Instagram. You'll see what I I'm talking laugh, about. I can't laugh, dude. It's actually hurting me to laugh. But That's <laughs> my job, bro. Make you laugh. I appreciate it. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, post a heartfelt picture of you. I'm a dick. Whatever. 
I take it back. I take it back. You're a asshole. Yeah, laugh it up. Yeah, get up. Split, uh, crack those uh, stitches. Let's do this. Come on. Yeah, no, please don't. <laughs> it hurts. Oh, shit. Well, thank you, buddy. I, I do, do appreciate it, even if it was half-assed. It was full-assed. I don't know what you're talking about. You're just being a diva. Although, I, that's, it did seem like it took a lot of work to like, crop me out. So I Again, Mark, it was an accident. I apologize, okay? <laughs> Look at that shit-eating grin, man. That shit-eating grin says it all. <laughs> Anyway, for your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann. I have been your host at Michael J. Party until next week. Hopefully, we can stay out of the hospital for the next seven days. Party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.